Let's go. All right, let's roll. Titans game. Titans Come are on, playing Seth. 15 minutes. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Armor Up 613 podcast. We are equipping men for the spiritual battleground. Because, men, it's a battleground, not a playground. Especially not a McDonald's playground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys, we're just having a good time here. My name is Mark Rice. I am joined by Jonathan Denton. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And also... Aaron Wojcik. Happy New Year as well. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. You know, like, maybe next time you should start out with me first. Yeah, let's do that. Because oh, I'm telling be you, tough, man. It's, it's the third person to say the same thing that you guys have already said. I don't know. I don't. You you laugh at me, but I don't think you understand how hard it is to be the third person. The third third yeah. place. So let's just. No, it doesn't matter. It's too late now. It's I already am joined done. by Aaron Wojcik. Happy New Year. And Jonathan didn't. Hey. <laughs> there is something about being the third you, person. Third slot. It just third like string. drains your spirit. It drains your soul. Third string. Jeez. Always trying to work up from there. That's right. I'm sorry, man. I, I will. Uh, I'll make sure I switch it up. How about that? All right. <laughs> All right. So, hey, guys. Well, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, thank you guys for joining us again. We are... Uh, finishing up the whole Armor of God series, we're going to be talking about the Sword of the Spirit, which uh, this is our seventh installment. And guys, I hope you have been enjoying this series um, and learning a lot and taking notes and sharing this with your friends and, and your other brothers uh, you go to church with or, or, or guys that you're working with. Um, if you haven't shared this with your friends, Get them onto our social media site. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Um, our website, uh, armorup613.com, has a lot of uh, resources. Um, we're putting blogs up. We're taking prayer requests. We, uh, you can listen to the podcast on there as well. You can sign up for a free account, and uh, you'll get notifications when when new uh, new teachings, new new blogs, new podcasts are being released. So. We appreciate you being part of the Armor Up 613 Army. So, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Have you guys enjoyed uh, this this series? I have, man. This has been great. We have. I felt like the last episode that we had, the conversation just flowed so well. And uh, I felt like it was just, it was very, very spiritually healthy. And uh, I, I pray that these men that are listening to this, that they're spiritually encouraged and We've been getting a lot of great feedback, so I feel like they are. Awesome. I do, too. I really enjoyed it. It's uh, cool to break that break down the armor and talk about the importance and what Paul was meaning um, right. about that. What about you, Aaron? Hmm? A little quiet? Uh, sorry, I was looking at something on my computer over here. You ordered a pizza? Some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, will, I might zone out a little bit. I have not eaten, and uh, things get a little dim at, at times, but I'm going to push through. He's famished. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight the battle. I'm glad that we're finally we're almost fully equipped because we've we've left everybody hanging half equipped here. <laughs> um, if if you're if you're waiting for each week, well, then uh, hopefully hopefully uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I was going with that thought. See, the hunger is is the already hunger, the hunger games. Are <laughs> He's, going. Malnourished. Yeah. He's malnourished. He's <laughs> malnourished. Really, really, it's only been like you know a couple hours since I've eaten, but oh, this man. is America. 
It's Burke. We got to eat. I'm starving to death. I need some carbs. I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, this week, this is the last uh, piece of armor that the Apostle Paul talks about in Ephesians uh, 6 and verse 17 and take on the helmet of salvation that was last episode and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God come on now I always like it when, when preachers they say it like that God God <laughs> and God said you ever preach like that John I used to like it now it gets on my nerves like just say God okay do you feel I've like always, it's more for see, show I, and, and, and I'm I teach I'm a teacher I'm not a preacher, but I've always wondered why preachers talk a certain way if if you're in the lobby talking to them, but like as soon as they get on stage and the mic in, is in hand, their their like complete demeanor and way of talking changes. Like even from the even from the some of them from the first time they yeah. they get up, they the like the, they slow their speech down and yeah. they say words funny. Yeah, especially people that I know really well, and we like laugh and cut up, and I know them. And, but like, and then when they, you know, get up there, and then they, it's like they become a different person. And in Ephesians, uh, yeah, six seventeen. Uh, I'm like, well, yeah. And, you, no offense to any preachers out there, by you know, by any any means, but I've just always wondered that as a as a as a nerdy teacher that just gets up and talks. <laughs> I was like, "How do they make their voice? Why? What is? I'm waiting what for is the it? day Aaron does that. Yeah, that's exact. That's what I was getting ready to say. We need to have yeah, Aaron like, scheduled to preach on like Sunday if, night. If it, if it happens, you'll know it's God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not God. It's God. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord sent you. <laughs> oh man! Now that we're offending every preacher, what are we talking right? about? We're talking Swords? about the sword. sword. We're talking about the sword of the spirit. So the sword of the spirit, guys. We're talking about a sword. Um, this is the last one, guys. The last armor. one. That's it. The last one. Um, so after this series is over with, we're going to surprise you with with some new topics. I think we, we have a, a, a list of topics that we're going to get into. We may do another series. Um, and or, this is not the end of Armor Up Podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this Just the beginning. Just the we're beginning. more than just the armor. We're more, yes. Exactly. <laughs> What'd you say? He said we're more than just the armor. We're more than just the armor. See, we have... We have it wasn't really a joke. I laughed, but it wasn't really a joke. He's uh, he's laughing out of hunger. It's delirious. Delirious. Del- delirium. So, guys, every good soldier needs what? Needs a sword. Armor. They need a weapon. Right. A weapon. <laughs> and a sword. Sorry, I said the wrong answer. I'm That's, uh, I'm, 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 no food I'm, for you. I'm ready now. I'm ready. I got I'm my ready. game on. Get you, come on, man. Focus. Focus. So a soldier going into battle has to have a weapon. They got to have something that they're going to fight the enemy with, right? So it doesn't matter if you have all the best in defensive armor for your protection. You can have the best helmet. The best shield, breastplate, your your feet are protected with the best uh, boots, sandals, whatever, and and all of that mess. But if you don't have a weapon, how how can you fight the well, enemy? You, you can't kill nobody. You can't kill nothing. <laughs> How'd you like that English? Can't you can't kill, kill nobody. You can't kill nothing. One thing I did notice in the list of the armor, the sword is the only offensive weapon. 
Yes, it is. The only offensive piece of the armor that Paul talks about. Seems like everything else is for the defense. This is your offensive uh, piece of armor. It's your, right. It's your weapon. Yep. So you can kill, kill the enemy, right? So why is uh, arming ourselves with the sword of the spirit so importante? Well, just like we said, this is the only weapon, watch this, that the spirit uses. It's the only weapon. So uh, most of the time in those the days that Paul was referring to, it was an 18-inch dagger, and it was always used for up-close fighting. And uh, you correct me if I'm wrong on that, because I think you studied a little bit more on that than what I did. But the Word of God is our weapon. 17 and a half. 17 and a half. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I stand corrected. Could you give that to me in cubits? Yeah. <laughs> the Word of God is our only weapon. Right. That's our only weapon, not anything else, not counseling, not um, friendships, not anything else. Our only source to kill the enemy is the word of God. Think about that. Yep. It's it's a very simple concept, and I know you're probably listening to this going, okay, I get it. This but is just, so elementary. Yeah, but just let that kind of marinate for just a minute that it's the only weapon that the Spirit uses, and the Word of God is our weapon. And um, that the word, word, when Paul is talking there, he actually uses the word rhema, okay. which is the rhema Word of God. So the Word of God had a couple different contextual meanings in the Greek. It could have been logos, um, and I think the other one was, was gra- uh, grapha, I think which is the actual written word of God. But he used the word rhema, uh, which means a word spoken or declared. So the word spoken or declared is the sword of the Spirit. And um, uh, that's the only way that you can get the spoken word of God is by knowing the graphic word of God. So when you know the written word of God, then God can speak the rhema word into your life. So what causes the spoken word to be so powerful, right, that it can it can destroy the enemy? So we're talking about the spoken word of God, right? Yeah. What makes that so so powerful that it can destroy whatever? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And one of the things that we must realize as men is that the words which we speak, they are spiritual because you can't see your words. When I release my words right now through this podcast, you can't see them. You can't touch them. The words which we speak, they are spiritual. And when I begin to speak the word of God, that word transcends through the spiritual and that word can tear down strongholds. The word of God can literally kill giants within your life when you speak the word of God. It is so powerful when we understand that revelation. And man, I am not against, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about this in our podcast accountability, relationships, friendships. We obviously, that stuff, you need all that and not downplaying that at all. But victory comes 
I mean, this is this is the height. This is the pinnacle of what we're talking about. Victory comes in your life when you begin to speak God's word over you. And when you know God's word and you speak that, it's so powerful. So when you say speak, do you do you feel like it's a it's a like words come out of your mouth audibly or if it's is it just can it be even like mental? I think it's both. And this is why I think it's both. It's because the Bible says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. If I'm not mistaken, the word there is logos, which means thought. In the beginning was the thought. The thought was with God, and the thought was God. Think about that just for a second. When you get God thoughts, his word into your mind, it can destroy spiritual imaginations. My God, think about that. When his word gets into your thoughts and into your mind, it literally pulls down strongholds, pulls down imaginations. So to answer your question, you can speak the word of God, and we need to be thanking the word of God. Mm. And when we marinate in his word, it literally kills bacteria, spiritual bacteria, funguses, molds, mildews. Mildews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just went yeah. down a rabbit trail on that one. But it literally kills giants within our lives. Well, and, I, and I, the reason I ask that is because for me, my personal, and again, I come back to some of my character and my nature as a person. I'm not, I'm not an extrovert. I'm not a person who, who declares things. <laughs> You know, you don't decree and declare. I'm a thinker. I'm a, everything. There's there's always a lot going on inside my head, mm-hmm. and you know I have thoughts and everything, and I feel that that a lot of times God will put scripture in my head, and 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 scripture that I've read and learned over over my lifetime as a Christian will will come into my head at seeming like the the perfect time. Scripture will come in, whether I'm. Uh, talking to somebody counseling or, or, or facing stuff in my own life that, that the word will just come alive in my, in my head. It's like the perfect scripture. And, uh, and, and, you know, like as far as shutting down what's, what's attacking me, I may not actually speak it out, but that, that scripture that plays in my head is a strength to me or, or conviction or, or whatever I need in that moment. Um, it's, it's like, as long as I, I'll leave the door open in my mind for that, for the word to be there, um, then it is, it comes, it comes alive to me. You know, I was, um, I have this scripture written down here. We're talking about like God giving us a sword, the sword of the spirit to fight the enemy. And what I love is like when God gives us a, uh, a piece of equipment, whether it be, you know, a part of the armor that's for defense or for like an offensive weapon. He just doesn't do an average thing. Right. Right. He gives us like the best. Amen. The very best. So in Hebrews four and 12, it says for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. So what he has given us, it, it's, it's living. The word is living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two edged sword. So it doesn't matter like 
how great the enemy's sword is, right? Ours is sharper than any two-edged sword. Two-edged right. sword. So the word of God that we speak, whether it be in our mind or we we let out, should have enough power, living power, to overcome any anything that the enemy may say to us or try to do to us. Now, also, go ahead. It also says piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And and what that is 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 the difference between your mind and, and your spirit, and like we talked about the last episode about the helmet of self, salvation, how our thoughts can have a lot of power in our life, and a lot of times people ask, you know, well, how do I know if this is me, just me, or if this is God, or you know, if their thoughts are are dragging them down, you know, like how, you know, why. But when it says, it talks about the word of God piercing and, and dividing between our soul and the spirit is because we need that division. We need the word of God in our life to be able to tell us what thoughts are of God and, and to have confident confidence in that. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, how do I know if you if you put up what you think, what you're thinking, if you place that against the word of God and, and test it and say, OK, does this does this align with scripture and assuming you know scripture, which is why we've got to have the word of God in our hearts and in our minds. But you, you put your, your thoughts and the things that you're, you're thinking or, or the parts of your, your soul that, that, you know, you're placing that there and anything that is not what needs to be, the word of God will show you. And, and to me, that's what it means there when it says division of, of soul and spirit is that the word of God in your life will will give you a confidence to know, hey, this thought is not of God, or this thought is of God. You know, what am I supposed to do? How do I know if it's, it's God's will or not? You know, some I honestly believe that you understand God's will based on your knowledge of Scripture. Um, and again, like, what am I supposed? What does God want me to do? Well, if you read the Bible, you understand what, as a Christian, we're supposed to be doing. Right. And and so that's the division of soul and spirit. There is is sharper than any two edged sword. Is it, it 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 discerns for us what we should be thinking and what we should not be thinking. My wife, I got to give her credit for this. She's done this ever since we've been married. Brandy is huge into speaking things into existence. Like she's huge in that. So like if I'm, you know, she's so charismatic. Oh, I know it. Yeah, she's just so religious. No, she's awesome. She she would say, like, when I would get upset or <laughs> if I was being pessimistic, you know, for a minute, be like, we are, we're never going to get this. Or, you know, the kids are this. She would be like, she would immediately be like, you better shut up right now. Don't say that. Do not say that. <laughs> like, she immediately stops me. She's like, you're not going to speak that. Yeah. You are not going to speak that. <laughs> and she gets like a holy boldness with her because she understands the power of when you speak things happen like you literally speak things into existence and the bible talks about speaking those things that aren't as though they were because the word in which we speak has power and goes back to what you were saying you know definitely even our, our thoughts because when the word of god settles within our thoughts we tear down those imaginations there's a um i forgot who somebody was preaching or teaching and um, I usually don't take notes, but somebody said something that was really good, and it goes back to 
what we say speaking thing into things into existence. And I wrote this down and I keep this on my dresser. It says, change what you're saying and you'll change what you're seeing. Yeah. If you change what you're saying, you'll change what you're seeing, right? The perspective, speaking things into existence, right? Talking that negativity. I'm never going I'm never going to be able to do this or whatever the situation. Start changing the way you talk because there is power in your in the tongue, right? Absolutely. So, that that's just a spin of Y'all write that down too, because you're going to want, you're going to go back to that, you know, change what you're saying and you'll change what you're seeing. And it's true. It is absolutely true. In whatever situation, however, the enemy is coming at you at a part of a situation, you feel like I'm never going to be able to overcome this. I'm never going to be able to, um, I'm never going to be able to shake this temptation. If you keep saying that you're a hundred percent correct. But when you can use the word of God to come back at the enemy, right? Use the sword of the spirit and talk about how you're an, you're an overcomer and that there's no weapon formed against you that shall prosper, right? And when the enemy starts putting those thoughts of um, you're a failure and, and you know, whatever, you, you talk, you, you use, use God's word back at the enemy. That's exactly right. Let me just point this out is the very first thing that God did with Adam is he told Adam, he said, I want you to use your voice. I want you to use your voice because I want you to start naming all the animals and whatever you name them, that's what they shall be. And God gave him power when he spoke. And this is, this is one of the points I want you to see for all the men out there is that we have got to audibly and I know what you're saying Aaron on the mental part I I do that myself but I think there is a lack of male voices within our homes to where we need to start speaking up within our homes and speaking God's word over our children and over our marriages and speaking life because this is the key the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy right but he's come that we might have life and might have it more abundantly how do we get that life you speak it I'm speaking life. I'm speaking the word of God right now that we shall live and we shall not die, that God's blessing is upon us. Uh, it's awesome to see, you know, leadership is is a huge deal, and I love studying leadership. I haven't studied as much here lately, but I, I love studying leadership. And uh, one of the biggest things about leadership is your tone of voice and, you know, your voice and what you say and, you know, your voice leads the pack, you know. And one of the greatest leaders of all time was Moses. Moses was, he was the one that, you know, that spearheaded a million people leaving Egypt, going to the promised land. I mean, just the leadership skills of that's unreal. But isn't it crazy that God chose a man who had a speech impediment? Yeah. Watch this. He had a speech impediment. Usually someone with a speech impediment has a hearing problem. And God allowed someone with a hearing problem to still hear his voice and your handicap doesn't stop God from talking to you. You know, where you are and your issues that you have going on, it doesn't stop God from talking to you. And God still wants you to speak his word. Use your voice, speak his word and it brings life. 
There, there is a real lack of study of, of God's word in in our society. Amen. Uh, we, we're we're programmed to get a text of a scripture a day, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it has its place. But if if you're not studying the word in in an atmosphere to where you're not doing other things, and you've you've stopped the motion of life to to set and meditate on God's word, you know, because for me, God has never spoken to me audibly. He, he's never. I did have a dream recently. Yes, you did. But God does not speak to me audibly. He doesn't do any, you know, weird, miraculous signs. He doesn't often send people to give me a word. The way that God speaks to me and the way that we commune more than anything is through the word. And and I've, I've talked to the, to the young adults that we work with, and I try to encourage them to read the Bible and again, to get away from the feeling that if, if you don't read it, something bad's going to happen to you. Or that if you, as long as you've met your quota for a certain amount a day, and again, I guess that's not terrible, it's not bad, but the, the difference between just saying, well, i got to read a chapter a day to keep the devil away, and, and saying, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray and read and study so that I understand what God is speaking to me, there's a lack of that. And what happens is we have a lack of God's voice in our life to where, you know, we can't speak a lot of the things that we could if we had a knowledge of God's word. Because, I mean, unfortunately, when you become a Christian, it doesn't automatically download into your your heart. There's I wish it would. And, and I think that's right. interesting because <clears throat> the sword is the only part of the armor of God that, that has to have some training and some practical application to it. That's a great point. You can put on a helmet. Anybody can put on a helmet. Anybody can put on a breastplate, shoes. But you don't just hand somebody a sword and say, here you go. Good luck, buddy. I mean, there's in the military, there was training for use of that weapon. Not everybody had a sword. that You had to yeah. work up to it. That's good. You didn't show up the first day and they hand you a shield and a breastplate and a sword and say, good luck. I mean, and so... When we think about the Word of God, it's got to be planted in our hearts. But to do that, we've got to buck the trend of our society and make that time. And that's the biggest thats the biggest hurdle is everybody's so busy. Our life is so full of noise that, you know, and we think about prayer and, and prayer is important. But equally as important is that study time with the Word. You're like, well, I just don't have time. I'm... And, you know, we've all been there to where we've fallen into bed and, and like, we feel conviction and shame that we haven't read. And, and that's that's a religious component that said, oh, my God, I forgot to check that box today. But I think if we could get past that and, and develop a, a hunger for God's word that drives us into deeper study, that God would speak more clearly to us as a society, as, as, as men of God, especially for our homes, for, our, for ourselves, for everything, if we were hearing God's voice on a regular basis and through the word, you know, that, that we would be not just defending, but we would be on offense. We would be trained right. to use what the gifts that God has given us. And let's just talk about some practical ways that men can get the word of God in their spirits. First of all, everyone has a smartphone. 99.9% of everyone has one. Bishop would be the 0.1%. Uh, 
but everybody's got a, a smartphone. Everybody's got the Bible app. You can do an audible Bible app while you're driving down the road. The guy in a really cool language, really cool speech. He yeah. can he can read the Bible James to you. James Earl Jones. Yeah. But that's and seriously, I do that a lot. I'll yeah. put it on my dash and I'll listen to the Bible as I'm going down the road sometimes in the morning, just that's getting good. the word of God in me. Kim does that in her office. She'll just have it while she's working. Yeah. She just has it playing. And you don't you don't have to like listen to it for three hours. Let him read a chapter to you. You know, the audible the audible word of God as it's being read to you is just as powerful. Yeah. So a lot of times men think, man, I'm so busy, I just can't sit down and actually read. Okay, let's be creative. Do that. There's, um, I listen to a ton of messages on YouTube. Man, hearing the word of God, different preachers preach it. Sometimes they'll say something, and it's the word of God that comes alive in you there. And I can't tell you how many times that's happened for me. Right now, media, if you don't have access to that, go to firstapostolic.com, go under our tag, take your next step. You get free access to over 25,000 videos. That's discipleship videos. Get the word of God in you. Yeah. Find a creative way. It's 2008, 2019, sorry. It's 2019. You know, get up with the times, man. The word of God can get in you. So you, many creative ways. You know what's scary, though? You think about there's going to come a, a time, a day and a time where you know, we're not going to have access to a Bible. Yeah. The persecution that's going to come against God's people, you know, and here we are in our time and era that we live right now. We have so much access, like you're saying, Aaron, I mean, just, just to, to study God's word, get it in our hearts because one day we're not going to be able to go to, you know, blueletterbible.org yeah. and start studying the Bible, yeah. right? Yeah. We're not going to have that smartphone app to study the Bible, Yeah, you know? And I'm not trying to be a doom and gloom preacher, but I, I listening to Aaron talk. I was like, I was thinking, I, I'm, I'm convicted of that because it's easy for me. I don't like to read. I don't like to study. You know, I, I wasn't a big scholar, okay? Mm-hmm. That's just not, in, it's not who I am. So I've got to think of a way. How can I get, how can I get myself fed the word? How can I find creative ways to study and to learn the word of God, so that you can speak the word of God. So I can speak the word of God. Absolutely. So, so going back to what I was saying earlier, uh, one of the biggest things that we deal with, especially when we work with younger adults and, and young people, is the amount of distraction ton that is competing for our attention. And and we're we're a multitasking society. That's why you, people will text and drive, even though it's stupid to do it. It's just we can't stand to not be Connected. accomplishing more than what we really need to. At the and and what's happened to us mentally is we can't stand silence. I get in my car in the morning and I, I'm like, gotta have something, radio, something, you know. And it's just I'm not conditioned right now to be okay with silence. And so I don't, I think it's, I don't think you can have too much word. So driving down the road, listening to a Bible app, I think that's great. And that's, and and that's realistic. That's easy. I think again, though, just as in a relationship, your relationship with your wife, if you, if, if your relationship always involves you multitasking and, and your time with her, you're like, well, I'm let's let's have a date night and while we're on our date night, you know, I'm going to I'm going to Facebook and I'm going <laughs> to 
<laughs> right. or I'm going to call some people I really need, I want to catch up with. The right. problem with that is you're not having true intimacy. And so again, while, while I'm, I think it's great and, and healthy to have constant word in your life, I think there's a difference between hearing the word or reading it and, and just getting to the place where you've shut down and, and you only want to hear God's voice through the word. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, the difference is you said you, you hate to read and you hate to study, but I f- I've found that when, when I cut off other sources of entertainment or, or things, then, then the hunger that I have for God or for the word, that hunger is directed more towards the word. Now, if, if, if if it's if the word of God is competing with Netflix, yeah, it it's harder to say. Mm, yeah, I'd rather you know this movie is good, but I really want to get in there and read my Bible. That's that's just not going to happen. Yeah. So you've got to be conscious about what you're limiting in your life and making that time. If it's not daily, a few times a week to where you're you're zoned in. Like I I would love. I would love to be able to, and maybe it's just my lack of focus because I can, I'm like, even when I work, I have like 10 different tabs open on my laptop that I'm doing. Maybe I'm writing a quick email, then I'm flipping to this and I'm looking at that and I'm flipping to that. And da, 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 da. I think that's just where we are as a that's, society. That's the, that's the way my brain is. I think everybody's you know? become that way though. So like when, when, when I teach at church, I know that I have to, Real, like I have to lock myself in it. Like no joke, I go to the office, I shut the door, I put on worship music, and I just I, I start diving in. Yeah, you know, and I start digging in, and you know, asking God, give me direction. Da da da. I I really for myself, like I would I would love to be able to do that consistently, just going in and just like trying to learn more like finding something to study about and, and learn, learn the word and learn as much go in and not just read a, read a verse to read a verse to say, okay, good job, Mark. You read a chapter in, uh, you know, in the book of Psalms today and you, 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 you read some in the book of Matthew or whatever, but to be intentional with my study, right. To be intentional, to get that word because there's going to come a time, right. That I'm going to be in a situation or I'm facing the enemy. Right. And how am I going to fight that enemy? I got my sword with me. It's in my heart. And I can speak it. I can speak against that enemy because I've 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 been trained. You made such a great point about, you know, not you just don't hand somebody a sword and go go fight. You know? Right. We've got to train ourselves by studying the word, meditating on the word, learning the word, how to use the word properly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the word can be used improperly for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why do you think that so many men are struggling nowadays with so many issues including us in this room? It's because we're not using the word effectively. Yeah. Cuz if the Bible is the the true word of God and God says that my word is going to be your sword. And if his sword's what's going to kill the giants in our life, then why aren't the giants being slain within our life? Yeah. You think about these guys out here listening right now who probably have a, a permit to carry, carry a firearm, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, 
hey, if you got one, great, right? You've gone through training, you have your license, you've done everything you're supposed to do. You keep that on you for what? For protection against an enemy. Yep. And here we are in a spiritual battle, right? An intense spiritual battle. We have our permit to carry. God's given us his word. We have the right to carry this powerful sword. Right. The best weapon, the, the bed, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the cream of the crop. It's the best that money, that it's the best that blood could buy. And we leave it at home. Yeah, it's crazy. We we leave it at home. We don't train ourselves. We don't we don't go to the firing range per se and 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 learn how to use this weapon effectively. And yeah. so many men out there are getting their butts kicked. Right. Why? Because when they go to their belt of truth yeah. and they go to their scabbard, right. Where's your weapon, man? Yeah. You left it somewhere. And now you're out on the battlefield with just a helmet. Maybe your shield of faith, you know, maybe this piece and that piece, but you need more than that. Men that that are listening to this podcast right now, think about the weakness that's in your life. Think about the weakness that's in your life. And I want you to get a Bible verse for that weakness. And um, Bishop Shoulders, who we grew up under here, we used to have a, a lot of prayer meetings here at the church and on Monday nights and at seven o'clock I'd all, I would always come on Mondays at seven and pray and Bishop of course would pray out loud. And one of the things I noticed that he did is he always prayed the word of God. Oh. And, um, and when he would pray the word of God, I would hear those verses and I find yeah. myself praying those same verses. Yeah. Lord, let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. Yeah. God, you know, uh, like perfect words, like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. You know, I, I hear him, praying those words which is the word of god and now i pray that you think about when he, you're doing that man like he is he is cutting the enemy that's exactly that, right <laughs> that enemy that's like just surrounding mm-hmm. they may not have gotten into his territory but he's got his sword out right and he's let that enemy know don't you come in 18 inches close to me because i'm gonna knock your head off right that's exactly right and man don't be afraid to speak god's word we need to hear your voice yeah there's so many voices out there in the world so many voices are speaking, and they're so much louder than God's word right now because his word's not being spoken. Yeah. Speak God's word on your home. Speak God's word over your life. Yeah. The uh, the missionary, Stephen Tolman, they, in Mexico, they run, or did run, I, don't, I assume they still do, but they run a clinic for uh, drug people who have had yep, drug problems, do. and they, they uh, rebuilt, re- rehabilitate them. And they're, they're hugely successful, especially compared to most drug rehabilitation centers and i remember him saying one of the things that they do for some of these guys that they've come in and they're they their brains are just trashed because they've been on drugs hard drugs and just their mental capacity is so diminished they can't hardly put a thought together and he said that what they did to treat that was they started they gave them a bible and started uh having them memorize scripture and at first he said, you know, they would come in and barely be able to memorize, you know, one single scripture. But the more that they worked at it and the more that they had them going through this this regimen of, of memorizing scripture, that their mind was repaired. Wow. And, like, it was basically healing taking place. And <clears throat> there's something, you know. Wow. I don't know. That's incredible. I, I tell my wife because she, she's really uh, – 
gets intimidated about her her lack of knowledge or what she feels like is a lack of knowledge of the word because she can't she's like well I don't know where any scripture is and she's like I don't have anything memorized and I said well you don't have like a specific version that the the word for word memorized but you have the you know the word you know like because she'll she'll say things and it's in the word now she hasn't she couldn't tell you where it is and she ha- she hasn't yeah, just because you don't know the book she left out the these and thous yeah but you know a, a lot of times having God's word in your heart is not necessarily having scriptures memorized to where you can tell people where it's found and all that but it's it's having the knowledge of what that means and and I and I know I'm I'm kind of a studier by nature I love to study. But a lot of times my my best Bible time is I'll, I'll just read. I'll pick random things to read. Like I, I started studying the disciples. I wanted to know everything there was to know that the Bible had to say about the disciples. And whenever I come across something in the Bible that I don't understand or, or that seems like a contradiction or, or you know, Jesus and, and, and Paul, too, actually were great about saying things that didn't seem to make sense or Jesus would totally say something that did not seem to fit the nature of, of Christ. And whenever I found, whenever I find things like that, I don't just keep going and assume, you know, or just gloss over it. I'll stop and I'll study until I understand, you know, why did Jesus say that? Like, why did he tell that person that they were lower than a dog or, you know, why? Because right. they're, you know, again, I, I feel like I have an understanding of who God is through the relationship that I have with him. And so when I read the word and something doesn't line up, then I, instead of just pushing through it or skipping over it, stop and, and and study it. And and it's through that kind of study for me that I've learned more about the nature of God and the, the nature of who he is. And, and some of the things that has been revealed through study like that has really shaped who I am and how I minister to other people just through things that... I've read my whole life and passed over and just, you know, well, yeah, that don't really make sense. But, but anyway, you know, but if you stop and study that stuff, so I was right. trying to put a practical spin on it. If you can get your mind locked into something that will, will hold you to study. And, and again, the more you see of God, the more God is revealed through his world, the word, the harder it is to just put it to the side. Now you can, it's easy, you know, to, if you if you let the cares of this world and all the distractions, like I said, it can completely take away, and and you you'll look up and it's been a month and you hadn't even cracked the Bible one time, right? Yeah. You know, and you'll say, I just didn't have time. But the, you know, if you said that to your wife, you know, I'm sorry, I just didn't have time sorry, to babe. talk to you. You know, yeah. There's an old saying that says, the more you know God, the more you love God. And the more you love yeah. God, the more you serve God. It starts with knowing God. How do you know God, the nature of God? You know him through through his word. Through the word. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you know him. And the Bible can be so intimidating for a lot of people because it's it's a big book and it has different languages and you know, but you gotta start somewhere within something simple that you know and um Yeah, and, and again, not, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, like good. with with working with younger people you know, sometimes they're like, well, I just don't understand the Bible. Or some of them really, they feel like, you know, they've got to read the King James Version or it's not the real thing. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to run up against anybody's personal beliefs about the Bible. Uh, Cause I know some people have some strong ones, 
But me personally, to me, the most important thing is, do I understand what I, am I getting something out of it? Right. And uh, I think it's great to use other versions. And, you know, I, I would, I would say use them all. You know, I mean, if you're reading every single version that's out there, then you're probably getting the right thing. Yeah, just from covered cons- for, from consensus. You know, like I, we we joke about like the Message Bible, but sometimes it's good to to read that and and see what that paraphrase looks like, and and just you never know what's good what it's going to open up, and and you know, especially if you're if you're one of those people that are really intimidated by the King James version, then don't let that be the the thing that stops you from reading the Word. You know. New Living Translation is great for people that have a hard time with. I started with the Life Application Bible. Yeah, I mean it. it it's it's easy to understand, you know. Yeah. But um. Hey, I recently just bought a uh, an older man. Uh, he's in his sixties. I bought him a teenager Bible. <laughs> Whatever uh, it takes. Because it was something that he could understand. It had uh, little things down at the bottom to where it expounded on the scriptures and what was happening. And hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, my son yeah. has a Bible that has like a com. It's like a comic strip. That's cool. On a lot of the pages. Yep. And he's not going to sit there and, and read the pages with all all just words. He looks for the picture pages. I wish they had that you when know, I was a kid. Well, it's funny because it, it was mine when I was a kid, and ah. I, I kind of gave it to him. Thanks, you know, mom and dad. Yeah, my, <laughs> my parents were the best, and uh, dad was spiritual. Like, read the King James, son. It's King James or nothing, boy. <laughs> But you know that's that's something that that drew him in. He was he was laying in the bed at night wanting to read. He probably just wanted to stay up later, and he knew that if he was reading the Bible, that I couldn't say no to that. But oh yeah, whatever entices them. The point, and here's here's kind of the thing where if I was going to put a bow on it, is is you've got to study the Word because that is God's voice in your life. Most right. of us are not prophets. We're not hearing the word like the literal Word of God. Right, audibly, um, and and there's a lot that's going to try to stop you from hearing that voice, and most of it is we control. But you know, the thing about it is, is the Word of God is it, I'm I'm very big on the Word of God, and I don't read it as much as I should, but I try not to think of it that way. I try not to say, oh, uh, I didn't read my Bible today, and I go to bed feeling ashamed. Because that's not the point. The point is, or when I do read, am I hearing God's voice? Because you can read the Bible every day and not get anything out of it if you're just right. It's not how much you read; it's how much you metabolize. Right. It's so don't quality. think you don't have quantity. to think. I have to read two chapters a day. Sometimes two verses, and you metabolize in those two verses, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. soaking into your spirit can do so much more than just the quantity of, of what you read. Yeah, and as, as you put that quality. The quality meditating of the word, the meditation time, the studying, right. the more that word is going to get in you. And I like what you you were talking about how, you know, Eva may not be able to pinpoint book, chapter, and verse, but when the time comes, right, I, I can, I can, I know there's a ver- I've read this verse somewhere. I've put this in my heart, you know. Like um, there were times when I was going through fear and anxiety, and 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 I would pray and I. I didn't know it was in, I, I, I looked it up just to find out exactly where it is, you know, in second Timothy one and seven, where it says, uh, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. Right. So when I would feel the enemy come against me and I would start to feel that anxiety and feel that fear, I would, I would pray that I didn't, I'm, I'm turning to second Timothy. I just, I read it so much. Like I mm-hmm. had that memorized. I put that in my heart. Right. 
in those times when you know you're feeling lonely and and you know that spirit of loneliness come use your sword right use that word of god he the bible says what he says he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you right right he says the lord is near to all who call upon him and who call upon upon him in truth when you're going through temptation use your sword yeah. right get that word inside of you i i don't know exactly what the book chapter and verse is but it says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper resist the devil he will flee that comes from the word of god that's right you don't have to know the book chapter and verse don't feel like you have to be some kind of bible scholar but get mm-hmm. those words in your heart it's going to kill the giants and the, and yes and when the, yeah. when, you, when you're facing those things you just start repeating those whether it be in your mind whether you let it out loud whether it's just a you know a, a silent prayer but that's talking about using, you know, the sword of the spirit to kill those giants. It's, it's the living word of God. I don't know how many times right. I've read the same scripture. I know it by heart, but something will change in my life. I'll, I'll something will happen. I'll commit a new sin or I'll, I'll deal with something I've never dealt with before. And some, and some scripture <laughs> will come alive and be so appropriate and so life changing, even though, I've known it since I was a kid. It's just amazing to me how you can, the the word is so adaptable to our situation. Mm-hmm. It's a living, breathing word. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's living it's, and it's, it's powerful. I mean, it, it says the, the, in the beginning, the word was, I'm going to show my lack of knowledge of scripture verbatim, but it was basically saying that God and the word are the same. Right. And and it, it literally is God's voice in your life. Like I said, you know, most people don't hear God speak audibly. Right. He's not going to yeah. just send you a text message. I mean, <laughs> but but the word is there, and I think this is I think this is is the way that it's supposed to be, because again, you talked about having a hard time reading, and everybody does. It's because our flesh opposes all spiritual things, and and mm-hmm. so our flesh is not going to just naturally hunger after the word of God. But if you if you uh, are not full of other things, if you if you purpose in your life to say, you know, this is where consecration is so important. Like you said, it may have been last episode, but you know, we we make choices about what we put in front of us, and if we if we're careless and carefree about what we allow ourselves to be full of, and our time and our, our thoughts and our attention if it's so full of other things there's no hunger left there's no i mean you know when when you fast it's funny because I, I fasted this week and my wife was like well i guess it doesn't matter we're, we're having mexican tonight you know because i'm not i'm not a huge fan of mexican so she was like well that worked out you know because you're fasting you won't want it i was like that looks so good to me right now you know and it's funny because when you push everything else out and you're consecrated the thing that your your flesh wanted nothing to do with all right. of a sudden, you know, is like, man, I want that. And so a lot of times having a hunger for the word of God is is not anything to do with the word of God. It's 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 to do with you maybe doing some house cleaning in your own life and saying, This is something I realize I honestly believe that it's the word of God and I need to hear that voice. And so there's some things that I'm gonna change and, and make uh, make some decisions to consecrate. And I, a lot of times we, we use that word consecrate. Like it's a, you know, well, first week of January, we do a consecrate and we, uh, we got to clean everything up, get it, 
it's New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions. You know, and then spiritually. You know, yeah, yeah we make all that stuff. But really, you know, maybe maybe you don't need to go through through the extremes. But maybe saying, you know, hey, I'm gonna a couple days a week. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop what I'm doing. I'm gonna get up early and spend an hour or thirty minutes or whatever, fifteen minutes. Again, maybe that's not the the point is doing it. But again, to where you you stop everything that you're doing and you make your purpose is to hear God speak to you through the word. And I and I've told young adults and I believe this with my whole heart is whenever you purpose to do that, God will meet you there. It, it will not be a time that you're like, well, that was a bust. That was a waste. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. if your heart is hungry for God, he will not leave you unfulfilled. We need God's voice in our life so bad. And God will speak to us in different situations. God used a donkey to talk to a man one time. God's voice came through a donkey. God will speak to us in many different ways. you got to have an ear for God's voice. And when God speaks to you, let that word penetrate your life. Let that word settle in your heart. It's powerful, man. Yeah. Very, very powerful. And also said, well, his, uh, his word shall not return void. That's exactly right. I don't even know where that's at, but I, you hear that and you read it. His, it's his in your when, spirit. Yeah, it's in my it's in my spirit. So there, you said that we need a uh, there's a lack of of God's voice in our life, and you see that the reason people are so stressed and distressed, and there's so much anger, and and people are so you know just at each other's throats and making terrible decisions, or just saying I I just don't know what I don't know what God wants me to do. It's because there's a lack of God's voice. God is not mysterious. He's not behind a you know, a curtain somewhere hiding from us, hoping we figure it out. But it, it is up to us to to seek him and to put yeah. put a path there Amen. for us to find it. But yeah, without it, again, we're is when it talked about divine dividing between the the soul and the spirit, if we're just if we're trying to make decisions or develop our our thoughts about what we believe and and what God's ministry what God wants us to do day to day if we're if we're without the voice of God that means we're relying on our own voice and our own thoughts and our own yeah. our own head and it's dangerous <laughs> you yeah. know it says um was it says the uh the sheep will know the shepherd's voice right there's so many distractions out there all of us and I'm you know I'm not saying this derogatory, but you know, if we're the sheep and he's the shepherd, there's so many false shepherds out there, so many false voices. Yeah, that that's why, or that's just why, noise. The, it yeah, doesn't just, even have to be a false it's shepherd. Just, it's it's, it's just so it's much noise, you can't white hear anything. noise and distraction, and you're like, I can't, I can't find. Where's my shepherd at? Yeah, you know, it's time to, it's time to get so, um, it's time to get undistracted. It's time to clear, clear your mind. Get all those noise, whatever that noise is in your life, man, cut it loose for a little bit. I promise you, if you do that, you won't miss what you cut out. For 2019, kill the giants in your life. Get right. the word of God in you. Get yeah, get that word get in you. Get his voice in you. Exactly. Amen. Well, we're so glad. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us on this Final installment of the Whole Armor of God series. We just we're going to put a bow here on the Sword of the Spirit. Hope you have enjoyed um, enjoyed this series and be on the lookout uh, for a Bible study to be coming. Yes, I can't wait. I have a uh, I, I'm I've started it and I have a 
a goal to have it completed by the end of uh, the first quarter, which would be the end of March. So I'm really going to be uh, – that's my big, that's, that's my goal that's right awesome. there. So I'm going to put that out. We're going to put an armor up, 613 uh, Bible study, going over the uh, whole armor of God. So, again, gentlemen, please check out the website, armorup613.com, for uh, – putting up blogs, putting up our, our podcast is uh, living there as well. Facebook, all of that information is in the show description so you can contact us. If you have prayer requests, submit one. We want to hear from you. We'll pray with you, pray for you. Um, we, we, we're all about connecting and, and helping build stronger men. So, guys, thank you again so much. And remember, it's not a playground. It's a battleground. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, what kind of curry is that, Stefan?